Hi everybody and welcome to the Endless Cells podcast, our first ever post-match reaction live to the game of Celtic versus Ross County. Joined by Ross and Francis, how are you both? Oh, Apoplectic but equally pleased. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of things to discuss again, but we, we spoke about last night. I mean, how close, by the way? was my prediction to coming true when I said, hypothetically, what if Ross County get a penalty kick that never was and we don't recover? And it yeah. nearly, nearly happened. That <laughs> ball there, we, we got the win. Yeah, even right. we, were, we were on top for most of that game. But again, in the comments, we were already filled with people. Stubbsy's horse, he made it. Kaiser's in, Ryan Kelly's in, John's in, Danny Boy's in. Comments were flying. And we're going to discuss the, the elephant that's in many rooms, including these ladders behind me, to help Rangers <laughs> climb back up the table. So they are, but uh, do you know what I mean? It's VARs and absolute shambles. But before we get into uh, Ross coming to you first, buddy, uh, sadly 2-1 victory. Again, I mean, we kind of expected last night we would win comfortably, but didn't turn out like that. And as we always <coughs> say, games like that make champions. Haxabanovic and Turnbull, two two goals, two, well, the scrappy from Turnbull, Matate with brilliant play, but it's just good to get the victory, get into this break. Nine points, we're on clay, nine, we're clear. It's it's outstanding. I, I actually forgot Rangers were playing the early kick off the day. Franny reminded me when St Mern went up one 0 But I, I think that's since Vars came in. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we've won <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> leave 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 this place alone. It's, it's a sanctuary of love. Uh, no, but correct me if I'm wrong here. Uh, since Vars came in, I think other than maybe one game, we've we've won every game by the odd goal. Yeah. And other than Aye. the the game against Hearts, they've been comfortable, pretty comfortable wins. Uh, we've dominated the game. You look at the St Johnson game. In fact, was it so, was that in was Var in when St Johnson? Not wasn't he? Thanks. So. I think that was in my bill. Not wasn't it? So I talk right there, but. Uh, you, you look at that, we've won them by an odd goal, but we've won them comfortably all the time. And it was the same the day again, comfortable win, even though it was by an odd goal. Yep. But it's no coincidence that we've won these games comfortably by an odd goal, and it's to do with VAR. Like, yeah. if VAR wasn't in, we'd win these games comfortably, and it wouldn't be, a, be by an odd goal. Now, we're probably going to go into the decision so I'll leave that the now. Um, but we've won the game. We've played not not to our levels, but better than the last two games. Controlled the game. I think on the face of it, Kyogo, not got a problem with him. I thought he played pretty well today. But I think that game was, the way it was shaping up, in the first half, I thought it was more of a Giacomacchus game and yeah. we needed to get Jota in the park. But regardless of that, Ange didn't do that. He's a Celtic manager, I'm not, for a reason. And we still came out with the three points. 100%. I think you're right to allude to the fact that in the first half, there was a lot of wasted crosses, especially from Ralston. And on the right-hand side, especially, there was a lot of wasted opportunities getting into the box and trying to get it in quick for... you would. For Franny, for example, Jakimakis probably would have attacked a few of them balls himself with the head. Like, but I mean, you look at the game in a whole, and Ross, you're right in the fact that it's been comfortable. Although, to be fair, already admitted today, and it's, it's obviously his post match, it wasn't obviously the best looking game. A lot of decisions and stuff like that. And I love this week coach saying they can't stop us anyway, so it's all right. So, you know, I mean, referring to the VAR, but uh, yeah, 2 1, nine points clear. I mean, do you know what I mean? That's a, that's a great looking table at the moment to go into this World Cup with. Well, I'd said to my dad that if we won our three games uh, leading up to the, the World Cup, that we would be clear. I didn't think we'd be nine points clear. I thought Rangers would only drop points in one game, but just shows you they, they dropped it in, in two games. And I think when... Uh, <laughs> I think Confidence! The key, the, the key thing is, obviously, like when Rangers did drop points uh, earlier on the day, you're going to that game knowing we've got a chance to extend our lead. And... Uh, sometimes you get games like the day when you've got that chance to extend your lead and put it like seven points is pretty comfortable. I think the way we're, we're playing and how Rangers are playing, but to be nine points, it's 
I know it's only two, but it just it looks a lot better. It's it's essentially three defeats that you're three defeats to their three wins that you're you're looking at. Uh, I know. And so it's always it's it's key just to get the three points in days like the day. We said that after the Harps game, we said that after Dundee United and things like that, when they had dropped points that these are the games that won the championships. That's been a massive two weeks that we've taken really right advantage of them dropping points. So uh, it's it's all good, Stephen. It's 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 scrappy-ish game, but we showed composure. I think the two goals. I think I don't think Tumble's goals Tumble's goals anything but scrappy for me. But we'll, we'll get into that. I think the two goals are really really good goals. Nobody seems to snatch it anything. But uh, nine points clear, Stephen. Fantastic. Yeah. When I said scrappy, I mean, kind of go back to what I meant. I meant Rio's bit of play was excellent. And like Turnbull getting that finish through the legs from uh, the other keeper who fought again had a, a great game for Ross County. But you mentioned the lunchtime game, uh, Franny, and he's right in, in a way, Ross, because you let that kind of slip <laughs> into your mindset. The Dave's drop points, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it should have been a three points dropped, if we're honest here. I don't think that was a penalty kick that they should have received. I've watched it back on numerous occasions and your man's went in for the tackle. He's moved his leg back again just at the final moment when, when Kent is, is falling over his foot and they get the penalty, of course. I mean, he, the referee nearly choked his whistle. So, and then obviously, they get they get the point to kind of see a face and a way to St. Mern and we know what it's like where we got beat, albeit a blip at St. Mern Park for ourselves. It's a continuing trend for Geo and the, the wee bears at the moment. But uh, coming back to yourself, Ross, in, in terms of that mindset thing, what I'm, what I'm loving about this team and I think Post the Code as well. I'd be pretty sure before that game, he probably would have said, put that to the back of your mind. Don't get complacent. complacent. Get into this game, win it, get the three points. And effectively, that's what happened because we had to come through a lot of shit in this game. <laughs> if, we're, if we're honest, if we're going to the first goal, O'Reilly in the, the interview <laughs> said he doesn't know what else he could do. I really don't understand it. And we spoke about this last night. You go back to Michael Smith, you go, you look at the Burnaby um, handball that was given. You, you look at the Ben Davis one he got away with against Hearts, they literally cleared his hand, like, do you know what I mean? And then you, you fast forward to nine, already he's getting the handball given against him because the ball bounced <coughs> off the ground and it tipped his wee fingers. Like, it's it's absolutely incredible, do you know what I mean? And the high fast, that referee actually stopped that game to check the VAR and then it was straight to the penalty spot. And the, one of the most annoying things for me is they don't even check the monitor. This is a game change of the season and Munro, whoever... <coughs> Monroe, Welsh, McLean, whoever it may be, they don't even go and look at the VAR monitor for themselves to make a decision. And it's it's purely, just purely disgusting. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it, it can't be, it can't happen. It can't keep going like this. And we, we talked about it last night. Is this another case of, of Celtic going to have to ask another question again? Because it, it's the trend that keeps going in. Well, aye, it is. It's another, it's another thing to put into the body evidence but there's a song there's a band uh, called the Toasters that sing us all a song called Don't Let the Bastards Grind You Down and it's <laughs> no more fitting now than it has ever been since Far came in it's outrageous but I mean you can I like to compare the Bernabeu one to the Davies one right the other night and I know there's more than just Celtic Rangers now but that that's the games that we mostly see, right? Yeah. So I like to now compare the O'Reilly won the day against the the one at Tynecastle. The one at Tynecastle, they don't give the penalty, and they don't look at it. They they don't look at the the bar. The one the day for me is less a penalty again. It's unbelievable it's I, I don't even know it, it's actually up for debate if Matt O'Reilly is even in the box aye right but that's ignored that that, that he's in the box that's that's irrelevant that's what they say and then it comes up and hits his hand and you can't see my hands but they're at his side the same as the Harps player now I've not got a problem with them giving that decision against Celtic today right absolutely no problem with it right if that's the way Kenza, if that's the way they want to imply the rules, if that's what they've been told, then that is absolutely fair enough. I don't like it, but if they're going to do it like that, then carry on. But do not 
not give us a penalty at Tynecastle three weeks ago or whatever it was, and then give that against us. That's the issue. That's the problem, yeah. and it's fucking shite. Uh, it's the consistency levels for me as well, Ross. I mean, you, you look at the size, and, and, and by the way, we're not discounting every other club in the league. They probably had the size no, no. the same kind that of way that went against them. Let's, let's put, put it further. But Franny, you look at it, and even already said we've had some strange decisions go against us. So the, the players notice it, the fans notice it, and the pundits, albeit on Sally TV or whatever you watch, they notice it too, regardless of allegiance to the club. And it, it, it is very, very telling that the referees just take the word of the the VAR official, Ewan Anderson, in this case, I thought it was an absolute disgrace. They didn't have the decency or refereeing professional kind of environment to go over and look at the VAR monitor. Even you, even though you know in the back of your mind what happens when the goaler anyway, the decision is always nine times out of ten going to be that penalty kick or going to be that red card. But even to go over and look <laughs> at it for himself and see what's actually happened. Already, there were three players around that player, the, the Ross County player at that point. They're all going for the ball, being careful, <coughs> by the way, in the way they were challenging because <coughs> they knew any kind of touch, there's that COVID call, they knew any kind of touch that it would be a penalty kick. And then hits off, his, <laughs> hits off his, his hand, whatever it may be, on his hip, hip the hand, whatever. He doesn't even know. Straight away, it's a penalty. We're a goal down, effectively. It's a shambles. And I'm very vocal about it because it pisses me off that it's week after week, now since this VAR has been introduced, it's been a shit show. The referees aren't fit to handle it. They are professional themselves. The VAR equipment is probably more professional than they'll ever be in terms of what it can provide in terms of decisions. That's but it's, it, yeah, well, you know, you know what I mean in terms of obviously they've got stills, man. They should be able to focus on a game, get a crayon, and draw around an incident. It shouldn't be that hard for them. It's, yeah, I've been focused it's on the bench last camera. I well, exactly. It's not shambolic. And again, by the way, Michael McDonald comes in, and I'll get. I want to come to you first, this running. If that was a handball. The push in the back for Ralston for me is a penalty. And I know you were doing this, but 10 minutes later, a Celtic striker pushed a, a Ross County uh, defender in the box and was given uh, a, a free kick for them. So the, the consistency levels have to be shown. And this VAR crap, it, can, it either improves or it gets pulled because it's shambolic at the moment. I think, uh, I, I mean, like you have said, me and Ross and Anthony talked about it on after the Burnaby one. It's, I think we're actually clueless to the actual handball rule now because... What is a Riley meant to do with his hands there? Where where can yeah. they go? And like, I'm with Ross, I think, I think it's up for debate whether he's in the box or not at the time. It hits his hand. And I'm sure it, it hits his hip on his hand. And I thought that sort of deflection meant it was obviously if his hands out in an unnatural position, then yeah, I penalty. But it's down by his side, it's deflected off his hip onto him. And I suppose if you want to credit the ref, it's oh he gave the penalty and then went to the monitor and never changed his mind, which is, is rare. But did we ever expect him to change his mind? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it was going against Celtic, so that there's a first <laughs> time for everyone, eh? I know. So I suppose I suppose you've got his we've all been asking the referees to have a wee bit of wee bit of backbone and stick to the original decision. So he did, but it's it's absolutely baffling how he can look at that monitor. <laughs> And give the penalty and like actually get what what a, what is it are you referring to the, the one today? I did they know give the penalty then look at the monitor. He no, didn't he didn't go to the monitor. He didn't go to the monitor. No, you've just made that up for the last two minutes. Uh, they never, they never, they never <laughs> told they him never to go to the monitor. But that was an issue I've, because I, it was it was like it was up for debate. I, no, I don't go to the monitor. It's penalty, mate. Right, that's fine. But well, we'll just forget <laughs> everything I just said because I was talking. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about the Ralston one. I'm not in the way, I'm going to my mind. What is he talking about? I was questioning my own sanity, being like, what is going on? Franny was watching the Stanley Bridge Celtic game when we were watching the Celtic game. Rewind it, right? Start with the the incident itself and the, the, the events that led to that penalty kick. You start from there again. Forget the monitor, Shake. That never happened. Well, it's you, boy. Let's just stick with not being a penalty because I'll we'll talk as much shit if I just go with that. Uh, I, no, definitely not a penalty. I don't know where his hands are meant to go. And I, I think it's debatable whether he's in, in the box or no. But it's just, it, it's one of the ones where. The referee did have a wee think about it because he didn't bolt instantly, but I think when he, he's obviously had Danny's time to think about it, which 
as a way is a good thing. You're like, well, you're not just jumping to conclusions, even though you've got Bart to fall back on. But he said that we thought about it. But then obviously Farris had a look at him and went, aye, you're right. You're right. Maybe just so him, yeah. I know you're a wee bit undecided. Uh, you seem to take your time. Maybe want to come in the monitor and have a look at it. Then my whole hang two minutes ago might have made a lot of sense. That would have had a wee bit of relevance. But uh, to then go on about the Ralston <laughs> one, I, I understand the arguments. I think the way Ralston's fell has maybe, it's, I, I would have been raging if Celtic got a penalty gave against him for that. But I understand what you're saying because Jack Marcus has one where he's, he's done a similar sort of a thing and it's a foul. Yeah. And maybe, like you say, it's the consistency. Go and have a look at the monitor. But then the referee's no gave a penalty and he's probably <clears throat> got to look at the monitor then give a penalty because, like we say, it's, they usually change their mind and I think it would have been shocking to get a penalty for that. But what I just thought was great is, again, we had a decision that, very, very questionable decision, a terrible decision go against us, but the team just stayed composed. It was stick to the game plan. We know where we are. Plenty of time left in the game. We'll know get chances. And I think the goals epitomise that because nobody once snatched it in it for their two goals. Yeah, um, I mean, see to be fair. Who no penalty, Stephen? And they looked at a monitor. I, I, look, look, I agree with the, the Ralston to, to an extent, but the way NBS and that office Ross is arguing about consistency, if you're drawing the, the rooms for a handball situation or a penalty kick situation in the box, Ross, you need to be level the, the whole time and give them regardless, and then wait for a rule, a rule change later down the line if enough, if enough clubs complain against that particular rule. But the, the way I'm looking at it, when that penalty was given, me and Magranda, uh, he's just down around in his office at the moment, as you can see. <laughs> but me, me and, and Magranda, uh, we were watching the game, Magranda and my brother as well. Who, by the way, Magranda protected the score right 2-1, so shout out to her. But uh, we, we, we were looking, and we didn't even react in terms of anger towards that decision. And that, for me, just it's points to the... Yeah, that, that just points to the environment, Ross, that we're in. And yeah, it does say it all. And even the players, to me, didn't really react to it. Like, yeah, at the time, obviously, a bit of emotion, but it just calmed down. And as Franny said, the, the, the stuff to the game plan, it's like the factor this in. And what, high on earth is, is that normal? I just don't <coughs> understand. They, they, they've paid it. Well, we, we pay all this money. Roy there. Well, yeah. We've paid all this <laughs> We paid all this, all this uh, money for the equipment, for all these cameras, funded most of it, but we're getting the absolute shit out of it. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know what more to say. I think, I think me and you discussed it at length last night and said all that needs to be said. I think when you look at Matt O'Reilly's interview, everything he said, you've touched on it there, but he also said we've had a lot of strange decisions go against us yep. this last wee while. I think that I, I think that speaks volumes. He's he's not saying outright that we are being cheated, there is bias or anything like that. But he's alluding to the fact that we are not getting decisions, and decisions mm-hmm. that should go our way, we are not getting either. I'm not asking to give us decisions. No, no one's asking. That. No, no one's asking. I know that. that. I know if it's if it's a penalty against us and it should be, give it. Yeah. If it's, if it's a penalty for us. And it should be give it. In terms of the Ralston one, for me, it's it's not a penalty. I, I get people talk about consistency and stuff like that. I get where you're coming from there, Stephen. But for as long as I've watched football, a foul like that, or a, a challenge like that, no, a foul on Ralston in the box, you're not getting that. Every day of the week, you're not getting it. But the one when Haxabanovic doesn't he touch the Ross County player mm. and he goes mm. down? He's a defender. Yep. You're getting it all day long. And it frustrates the life out of me. I've said that. I don't know if I've said it in the podcast, but I've spoken about you guys countless times. It boils my... I look at decisions like that and I, I think, has, has a referee, any referee, watched a game of football or played a game of football? Because if you've played a game of football, you know... Haxapanovic has got no gain to foul him there. He's put him under pressure. He's going nowhere. That referee, eh, that referee, that defender is trying to buy a foul because he's in mm-hmm. trouble. Stop buying that the guys threw himself to the ground. But they do every it, single time. Fact, it's like an unwritten it. rule if the defender goes, sorry, Steve, it's like an unwritten rule if the defender goes down the box and he's facing his own goal, it's a foul. Yeah. Even if you know that he's through his cell to the ground. And it's an unwritten rule if a, 
attacking player goes down and he's been touched. It's not if it's the same foul or it's the same perceived foul, but one is name, one is. It's just the way football is. I'll never get it. I'll never understand it. It shouldn't be like that, but it is. Yeah, and I mean, Daniel comes in. <clears throat> I don't know if it's his tongue and cheek here, but different removal the ref today was in my last class. He's a Catholic selling supporter. Mm. Well, he certainly didn't show up today. Get on the phone. Uh, <laughs> I believe that, by the way. That sounds true. <laughs> but see, see, to be fair, like you look at our family, go with a trend you did there, was in terms of what Hacks of Benefits done and how that player claimed that foul off him. When, by the way, he literally dipped his body out away from contact and it was still given shambolic. But let's talk about the, the two rule changes that happened today during this football match. The rule of the, the player for the Ross County doesn't have to go off when he's injured, he stayed on the pitch. So it's, it's madness. And then Ross Ledlow does uh, put the ball down. Moved a couple of hours, picked the bag up again. Yeah. Mental, like that should be an indirect free kick, and the player for Ross County should have been away off the other side of the pitch receiving treatment, and then wave back on like all our players were today. If you notice, Jack and Magus in the 90th minute had blood coming from his nose. He was up, he was ready to go. He was ordered off, then come back on. I mean, come on, incompetence at its finest, there. Like, uh, well, it was the first one, the goalkeeping one. Like, I've, I didn't even know about that. I'm not going to sit here and try and explain it but I, I'll trust you that it should have been a back pass but uh, of course it should have been he's uh, put the ball down probably I, 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 he's moved since, I didn't I didn't know that rule I, like I to me I just thought you can pick it up and put it down but it makes sense it's that you basketball I, well they've been sitting basketball <laughs> oh you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> nah, you can't do that for I, but that's what I'm saying so I, did, I didn't know that so it's it's one of them, but it makes sense why you can because you could obviously just keep putting it in, picking it up, keep doing putting it up. Yeah. And then but then I think the referee, like they said in the commentary, I think he's taken the easy route out and gave a foul against Maeda, which is just never a foul. I think that's he's he's copped out, he's he's like, Oh, I should really be in Celtic. I've I've made an arse this year, but my way out is instead of doing the right hang, I'm gonna get a foul against uh, Maeda. Um now the one where the the St. Mirren player goes off. I'm sure they brought in a rule a couple of years ago. So see when a player gets injured and the trainer comes out, like the fizzles come on, it's no, you're not really gaining the advantage if your player then goes off. You've, you're the one with the foul. So, so I think when your player got cautioned, whether it be a booking or uh, got a red card, I think if the, the fizzle comes on, your players are allowed to stay on the park, providing... In terms of if the Celtic player gets cautioned, do you mean? Aye, so see how Hacks have managed strange, strangely got booked for like you can't mm-hmm. just stumble like kind of stumble into something in that these days. Um because obviously that boy was doing injured, Hacks of Van Fay Hacks of challenge and then Hacks of got booked. I think there, that type of situation, the Ross County boy is allowed to stay on. Whereas obviously the Celtic one, nobody was booked, so he has to go off. It's I mean it's still stupid because uh-huh. we've got the fill. I, I, I that's I get I, that. It, it's it sounds stupid because we've still got the fill, but I'm sure obviously if the if the player that makes the fill gets carded in some some form, then you're allowed to stay on. It's I think it was obviously to try and help you gain the advantage of you having that free kick because it shouldn't be fair that you're down down a player when you've actually gained the free kick. But it was just I, I was I think <clears throat> the goalkeeping one. It was ridiculous, but I, I think the referee had. A multitude of mental decisions today. There was a lot of decisions that were were questionable, but the the players gone off. I'm sure that was. I'm sure that's how. I think that was all right. Yeah, I mean Steve McCall, kind of to be honest, running every single game, a player gets treatment. I remember seeing them go off. Didn't know this was rude. I, I mean, it's new to me. If it is a rule, fair enough. But I mean, Ross, looking at it from the outside in, it was symbolic the way it happened. I mean, the the whole Ross Lendl thing. And Franny right the point out he, he did the easy way out and got to give a foul for me that happened a literally a minute earlier. It's, it's just craziness. I mean, there should be a January transfer windows for referees. That would be absolutely brilliant. Just <laughs> give, put them all out as free agents. But we'll move on. We've talked about the VAR and your man Monroe, who's a selling supporter, not a selling supporter. We'll never know because it was absolutely shambolic. And we'll touch upon the goals and we'll start with the Turnbull one. The man who was influencing the whole game for me. Riho Atate, absolutely fantastic player. He is absolutely, he's just incredible sometimes. The way he can pull the ball out, 
literally one touch, he's away. He can dip his body in, he can move, he can shimmy, he can run. Even your man Dominic Samuel got fed up with him when he came over Ross County and trailed him like a rugby player. Do you know what I mean? And squared up to him because he was making an absolute <laughs> fool of him. But just touch upon Rio, mate, and the goal from Turnbull to start with. I thought he had a really good game. Uh, again, I don't think he was absolutely outstanding. I don't think the team was outstanding there. I thought they played pretty well. I, yeah. But I thought probably Hatati was the best player on the pitch for, for Celtic. Best player on the pitch for both teams. Um, and just, I think uh, Franny had sort of touched on it uh, in the group chat during the game. Um, just the composure. Because he, he lets he sort of lets the ball come across him if I remember right, and it and just that one movement sort of takes out a couple of defenders, yeah. and it's the composure. And then he comes in and he squares it across, and it's one of the balls that could deflect. It, it's the only ball he can play, to be fair, but it can deflect off a defender and go. And it can go anywhere. It falls to Turnbull, and I, I think he takes a touch, and uh. in, in that tight area. Listen, we can all hate Moy and all the rest of it and all say Turnbull's maybe not good enough for Celtic. And these, these two guys didn't get in our first choice midfield three, but I'll tell you what, they do a job when they come in. They absolutely yeah. do a job. They are not quality players, I can't say that, but Turnbull's a quality player. They are. They're, they're, they've got quality. And they do a job for this team. And certainly domestically, I'm not saying that they could be the, the guys that come in and play against your Real Madrid's, etc. Even the, their, their first choice are no guys that can dominate against teams like that. But in the SPL, when you're missing Cal McGregor, <laughs> when, you're, when you're missing Cal McGregor, guys like that, Aaron Moy comes in, he does a job, on Wednesday night, David Turnbull comes in, he came on on Wednesday night, he set up a goal, I'm sure, for mind right, these guys are invaluable to the squad, mm -hmm. and aye, composure, David Turnbull done as a turn the first half of last season, when nobody gave us a chance, he scored goals for Celtic, that were so important to win as a league title, he's a quality football player, is he as good as Rio Hatate, is he as good as Cal McGregor, Matt O'Reilly? Probably not. But I'll tell you, fucking Rangers would take him in their midfield right now. You're about Turnbull, yeah? Aye, talking about Turnbull. Uh, 100%. 100%. Turnbull would start for the majority, most of the SPFL team, bar, well, as quality you said, player. squad player for us, but he would be a quality player for any other team again. Just to be shout out to our show sponsors, as you can see, Beer 52, <coughs> Beer 52, forward slash sales, get your free case of beer. Cover the post dates and then it's a sub subscription base after that, but you can cancel any time. Cracking offer, loads of fantastic beers. We magazine if you're in the reading all, all fun and games and all stuff, really. But I mean, if, if you look at it in terms of that, as Ross said, like Turnbull coming into the game and he started ahead of Moy, Dumb and Moy didn't do and actually scored an important goal for us, which was fantastic. Um, Rio, as, as we touched upon, <laughs> I'll never ever get on the Moy train. Oh, no way, no way. <laughs> but like Rio Atate, absolutely brilliant today. Turnbull popping up, coming in out of the cold, basically, after coming back from injury, getting a few minutes here and there. But they both played really well, in my opinion. I thought in the second half, like in the first half, Rio Atate was picking up the ball and Doing like you say, nice, nice wee turns, nice touches to get get away and get us up, get us up the park and things. I thought Tumble actually did have a have a good game, and after his goal, he's seen it really gave him the confidence from him. Just he surely was taking the ball, playing passes, and he was popping up in some good areas and stuff. But I just I thought the goal was was really really good. Like like Ross said, Tatati gets it on the edge of the box, just drops the shoulder, but then goes the other way. And about three players just fall to the ground. Now we're down one now. I appreciate there's plenty of time, plenty of time left in the game, but maybe I could take a take a shot. And the box is still heavily packed. That it's probably got. He's got to be lucky to actually get a goal there. <laughs> yes, be, yes, Charles. He's got to be lucky to actually get a goal there. But then he takes that extra touch to give him that that yard of space where he can look up. Like Ross said, it's the only cross he's got is playing it low, firing it low across the deck and. 
I is obviously aiming for a Celtic player, but you're also doing that and hoping for the best going, well, it might might take a deflection, might get a corner or it might flick up and the defender haven't knows he has to clear and it goes scores an OG. But then Tumble to have the composure only a couple of yards out where again, as I say, the box is still heavily packed, there's folk running about and we're needing a goal, want back in because the longer you go in a game like that, no getting the goal back, maybe frustration starts creeping in, you do start latching at things, but it takes that touch to compose yourself and just passes it in the box. And then I, I think just straight after that, it was it was total reset, and it was like right back to level. Let's go again, let's go again, and stuff. Yeah. And I think it, I think how quick we got back the goals was keen. I mean, Ross County, they were all when they obviously scored, they were always got to sit in, and I think that helped us as well in the sense that when your your mindset when you're there is to sit in, soak up pressure, then Celtic get a goal back. It's it's hard to then come out when we've got our tails up and stuff. So. It kind of helped us the way they were just sitting in and things like that. And obviously, when we got the second quote, it was just the same. It was, it was obviously harder for them to come out then. But you said that, earlier on, you said earlier on, Franny, to be fair, that we actually stuck to the game plan instead of getting emotional about the decision. We, uh, we, we, hunkered, we hunkered down, stuck to a pass. I think if you look at Joe about. Hart, like you said, I think going totally back to this, guys like Joe Hart and that were laughing when they got the penalty and that. They just, yeah, I think yeah. the players can think a wee bit they've, now. They, they, they have to have, have, have spoken about that. Uh, since because I think we talked I don't know if it was I can't mind who was on after the Dundee United game it might might well have been me I can't mind but, uh, <laughs> I, I said in the group chat after the Dundee United game that we looked deflated uh, after yeah. that decision and we did and it, it showed in the performance but then I think the day it was different because it was another one of the wasn't as bad as the Bernabeu decision don't get me wrong right but it was another one of the contentious ones, but they they didn't they didn't go flat this time. The crowd didn't even go flat this time. I think yeah. the crowd had sort of well, we've sort of accepted that. Now we've seen what happened last week. It was the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. The crowd didn't go flat, and the team didn't go flat. They would have spoke about that after the Dundee United yeah. game. That was a poor decision. We went flat. They poor decisions. We all know are going to come again. I said yeah. it last night. One of these poor decisions are going to cost us in a game. They will. Low averages. But it's not going to cost us the league title because this team just don't accept defeat. And I'll go back to it again. We don't let the bastards keep grind us down. Uh, I think, to be fair, O'Reilly kind of referenced that as well, Ross. You know, maybe right. what he was trying to say in his, his post-match conference. But, <clears throat> Franny, hacks of advantage couple of, well, three goals now in his last uh, few starts for Celtic. He looks like he's coming back into a game, getting assists, getting involved in the play. I thought the goal, to be fair, Rio involved the game. <laughs> he's involved there, right and centre. Bit of a, a dummy from him. The one-two. Haxabanovic uses the pitch. I think this, the curl on it was fantastic. Laidlaw had no chance. And that was kind of, for me, was, it was just relief when that goal went in. It was pure relief. Because you know you're chasing the game at that point. We're stuck to it and we got a rewards. Uh, it was a wee, it was a wee bit of relief for myself, Stephen. I get what you're coming for there. Like I said, it was it was so so quick as well after the the tumble goal, which I liked as well. So it got you. <laughs> yes, Kaiser, yes, yes. Would, baby, he's a legend, man. I love I that guy. I would love to be in that guy's seat for an hour, man. Hundred percent, eh? Oh man, but, I'd uh, love to be his background. <laughs> Uh, I, I just like Hacks of Anowitz I really really think we've got a special player in our hands and I said like yeah. after the Dundee United game when I was on the podcast that I think the two goals will, the World Cup break the, the break coming up is maybe coming at the wrong time for him because he's just properly got to kick properly kicking on and stuff and I just he's got, I think he's got really nice feet in that and he obviously had the Night, like just stands the defender up well and then just plays that we pass to Hatati and Hatati is just the cushion ball is just perfect, absolutely perfect. And yeah, it just curls onto it. Uh, it just curls on. It was almost like like it was a weird goal in a way. It just there was obviously a lot of swerve in it, but it didn't look like it. It was like it was like a boy who just played ten, like doing 10 pin bowling or something. The way it just yeah, in. and just like oh. it's. Must be some skill to get swerved like that and the ball not come off the deck. 
if that makes sense. Yeah. You didn't really see people strike a ball like that on the deck, and you seen him after it. It was almost like, I know, I can do this. Eh? Like he is a, I think he's got a wee bit of arrogance about him, which is good. I like that, but I was really impressed with it. Like I've said it plenty of times, I, I like Haxavas. I think he's a proper, yeah. proper European level type player. To think, was it you that says we got him for about? Two million, just under two million. Yeah. I appreciate yeah, it's a lot of this, the loopholes with what's going over in in Russia and things like that. But that's madness that we've got this guy for five years, and that's uh, what we paid for him. He the way what I loved about the goal, like there was no like uplift or it was just pure swerve. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the hardest strike in the world, but the way the nah. grass took it and just curled around and kissed the post. I would love to see a whole Celtic's unique angle as you see it from behind the goal, because it must go outside the post a good wee bit to... Because the keeper yeah. looks like he's got that side covered a wee bit. So it's ah, it's, it's a really, really good good goal. And like, it's a quick quick reply, gets ahead quick, so it just calms any nerves in the crowd that can then yeah. find its way onto the pitch. Because that was my worry in case that did seep in, but it, it really That's, didn't. Ross was right. No, Ross, I, was right. Ross was bang on. And I think, I think a lot of that is down to... How the game, like it, sometimes can go either way, but obviously they dropped points earlier in, earlier in the day, and we were sitting drawn at the time. And I think even when we went down, lost the goal, I think the crowd did play their part. Then knowing like we've got a big opportunity to go nine points, there's no point getting on yeah. the team and m- mumping and groaning. So I think I do think the crowd played a big part. Like af- after the goal, then like obviously after equalising, it was like no decision was really getting. Didn't hear big groans going up or things like that. Yeah. Was, everybody was behind the team because they knew it was a massive. Right before the World Cup, it's a massive chance to be nine points clear. So it's like and getting on the team has got to end them. <coughs> the top. And we are nine points clear, and it feels fucking fantastic, unbelievable. And see, see to be fair, I think as well, Ross, a big factor in Haxabani's performances for me this in this game in particular against Ross County, Burnaby. I thought Burnaby was excellent. I thought he was. He broke up the play. He broke the lines. And yes, he does make mistakes for any of her groaning. But one thing he does do, he keeps coming back. He keeps trying it again. And nine times out of ten, he'll get there at, at the end. And the, there was one point in the first half for us where he took the ball and just ran the whole pitch. Just to get up the pitch. Right. And the follow was just fantastic. Him and Haxabanovic seem to have a good wee link up going. And I'm not saying for one second, for anyone asked me about Gregory Taylor's position, because it's still his, if, if we're honest here. And uh, by the way, you said no one said your print on the wall. There's Michael McDonald Ross, top print on the wall, Ross. It's Yay, been called out. First time. People know it now. People know it. <laughs> Cheers, Michael. But, but come, come into yourself to kind of talk about the, the hacks of Annabee's going, and Burnaby, if you want to. But me and Franny were saying the way that ball just rolled on the grass, kissed the post that went in, and it, it was just, it was a perfect way to get in, get in front of that game. Well, I touching on the, the goal first. It, it, it was Haksabanovic for me. I've said it previously, and everybody, I think everybody that, that's watched Celtic agrees that he's a very, very good player. And mm. he is, we've got two players sort of like him and Jota. Jota's, he's more dynamic, let's be, let's be real, and he's got more skill. But they are the two guys that you would say in the team that they're beating a man. You could bring James Forrest into that equation as well. Then you've got guys like Maeda and Abada who come into the, they are they don't beat men, but they get themselves into positions. Mm-hmm. Maeda works hard. Abada has got a, an instinct to get into positions. So we've got so much variety. But I I, I think Haxabanovic is I think Franny said it before, he's a, a European quality yeah. player I think he's a, a player that we can trust to play in Europe there's guys like I don't mean what you say I was going to say there's guys like Maeda and Abada maybe can't quite trust you but it, you can trust Maeda and defensive wise and stuff like that but only a wee bit of tangent in terms of the goal it's just Haxabanovic he's, he's got his tail up now he's got confidence and that finish like it they adjust his body slightly. It was just a great finish. I, I actually thought it was going to buy the post. Mm-hmm. And when it went in, my wife looked at me like I was a fucking nutter, by the way. But <laughs> it was it was it was pure like elation because he yeah. the what would they come through again? 
again, I'll say it, the decision, okay, give it, but give the one at Hearts. But we'd come through that sort of adversity again. And we com- he came up with that moment that's won as the game. And <laughs> in my elation, I dived up off the couch and I'd done a cleansman on the wooden floor. <laughs> I don't what? know why I'd done it. That's what I'd done. I, I'd done a cleansman. I went, yes, and then I just threw myself onto the floor. I've done a cleansman. And Sharon's like, wait, then I was like, I don't actually know, but that's, yeah, that was, that's just what my body made me do. <laughs> but uh, I'd done that, but it was a brilliant finish. And it's for, for me, it looks like it's going by the post all the way, but it finds a far corner and it, it gives us a nine point lead. And it's, we're still in November. I know we're going into the break now, but nine points. Said it last night. If, I said last night if somebody had said seven points going into that break, yeah. we've now got yeah. nine points. They're in absolute disarray. We are not playing amazing at this point in the campaign, but we're still winning games, winning, winning, winning. That's what we're built on, and that's what we're doing. Moving on to Bernabeu. For me, I think he's he looks so raw. It's it's no true sometimes defensively, but I have to go. Like I don't, I'm not going to slag the guy. I, we all know. <laughs> I know. By the way, he's fucking no wrong. I could have got a path the flare. I called for the physio. <laughs> but hey, I Bernabe, I'm I, I'm not going to slag that guy, right? Because he's he's coming. And he, any time he's come in, he's done a job, certainly going forward, and he's suited for games at Celtic Park. Yeah, Greg Taylor's yeah. got the jersey now, absolutely. But what I will say in his defence is, Greg Taylor in the early, pa- early part of last season, trying to come to terms with... What we, <laughs> we never start. <laughs> I like it. Greg Taylor in the early part of last season, right, trying to come to terms with his new role, the inverted fullback and stuff like that. He'd never played it before. He was getting caught out at times defensively, and everybody alluded to it. I'm a lover of Greg Taylor, so I didn't jump on him. I'm no like I don't love Bernabe as much as I loved Greg Taylor this time last year, but I'm understanding that I don't even think he's getting caught out. I just think defensively he's a wee bit inept, a wee bit, mm-hmm. a wee bit to learn yet. But in terms of going forward, he's really, really good. And I, I yeah. think he's a good, a really good understudy to Greg Taylor right now. And once he learns the role and he gets better defensively, if if he can get up to the same level defensively as Greg Taylor, then he could absolutely take his jersey, jersey because going forward, he's dynamic, he's really good. What was that comment there? I've seen my name. It's today a Robbie Keane celebration next time. Oh, God, no. Jeez. So, Ross, he got very paranoid there, didn't he? No, I, just, I, I knew it was a nice thing, but I just hadn't had read it. I, well, Monty's knowing the comments. Everyone else is nice apart from him. <laughs> <laughs> He's ruthless, that guy. <laughs> See, touching on a, a few other people in the team tranny today, and, I, mean, I mean, to be fair, Ross, Burnaby is raw. I, I'll give you 100%, but what I love about Burnaby... He doesn't hide in the pits. He's never won the shy away from Absolutely. taking the ball in, taking the ball in tight areas and trying to play intricate play with Haxa Balanovich or Jada, whoever it may be on the left. And yeah, we all know Taylor's number one, but effectively, Burnaby's were brought in because <laughs> Boston Caldew likes to look of him. And we know some of the players take more time. We've seen that, for example, in, in some of our team at the moment. And maybe Burnaby's just one of the players. But I don't, I mean, this might sound bad, right, Franny? But I thought Ralston was poor today. I didn't think he looked himself. Yeah, th- listen, listen, he got a, a, an amazing challenge in at the, the final couple of minutes that they were on the breakaway. Fantastic. The crowd were, up, were all celebrating that. But his crossing, his link-up play, miscontrolling balls and a couple of misplaced passes in the first half, didn't think he was great. And for me, I'm asking, like, why is Ranovic not starting that game? Because he, he's been on an upward kind of trajectory the last couple of games, getting back to where he used to be, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, Ralston, for me, wasn't wasn't that great. What about yourself? Uh, I don't think Rujanovic has been on an upward trajectory. And I'm one of Rujanovic's biggest fans. I think he's... I, I honestly don't think he's been great lately. Uh, I think I think he's still, as stupid as it sounds, still his 
our first choice right back. But it's Ralston's jersey to Lawson now, if that makes any sort of sense. I think Ralston has been playing a lot better recently. You think <laughs> Ralston's first choice? No, not well. The now, yes. But I think if it's both on form, Juranovic is a better player than us. For me, there's no debate about it. But I do understand what you're saying with Ralston today. I thought he was wasteful at times in possession. Um, defensively, I thought he was, he was sound. I don't think you can question him defensively today. Uh, he did make, he did lost the ball a couple of times, but I felt he recovered well and, and won it back. And similarly, like what you were saying to Burnaby, like, he never had for the ball. As much as things weren't happening for Ralston today, I felt like his crosses weren't great. Sometimes his passing wasn't great, but he always offered himself up, up that line. I mean, like nine odd minutes, he's still doing overlapping runs. You're, you're still seeing yeah. him try to get crosses in. So I maybe it wasn't his greatest game, but I. No, I don't think he was. I, I wasn't too, too bothered by him. It was, it was one of the ones where, I, the game. It was a type of game. It was, I think, and it was. But I thought defensively, Ralston was sound, and again, never, never actually had for the game. He was always looking for the ball. But I will agree. Like <clears> somebody's <throat> passing and his crossing wasn't great today. But I wouldn't have said he was rubbish. That, that, I mean, that's fair enough. I'm just, I'm just looking from my point of view. Everyone has different opinions. And that on the team, Ross, even in the last game, we've talked about it. There was a lot of disjointed performances against Motherwell. I think it kind of crept in at bits and starts in this game. But the fact that we got that win and, and Shea comes in, the hoops and the wee hoops winning today is fantastic. Both on top of the league. That's a shout out to Lurgus Helding, one of our show partners. They are sitting pretty at the top of their table. The big hoops are sitting nine points ahead on the SPFL as well. So it's great. I mean, effectively, you look at it and we can question performances and stuff, right? We can, we can go into it. And uh, yeah, See to be fair as well, Jens for me looked far better than Starfelt during the week until he got injured. I thought it looked more comfortable, more natural. But Starfelt came in and had a, a good game as well. So there's just different opinions of things, and people are saying in here, John said he, he's lucky he's not on because he'd be shouting about Ralston. <laughs> but yeah, Ralston, he did recover well, and he, he did, but it does all about other factors of his performances. But for you, Ross, any other glaring issues today that you, you want to talk about in terms of the team? Um. Well, touching on the Jens one, I, I agree with you on that. I thought I thought he looked, I, I think he looks more comfortable than Starfield. Yeah. But I have to say, when Starfield came on the day, he was he was excellent. And the, yeah, he was. There was yeah. one there was one point where he took the ball in. He was, I think it was it, it was the second half. He takes the ball in, and Ross County players are sort of, it's not a full press, but they're pushing in. And I'm thinking to myself, you need to go back to the goalie. That's the only pass it's on. And he plays, he, he sprays one right across the park and I think it goes to Ralston. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it totally negates the Ross County press. Yeah, and yeah. It t- takes it out of the game and we're on the attack. So he's he showed today that he's got that in his locker. And I just think, you asked me last night, would you sign Jens? Yeah. And I said I. And I still, obviously, it's only, it was only last night. I still, of course, I still stand by that. Now it's that, changed, that was a quick but, turnaround, Ross. <laughs> but, but what I'm going to say is, it's it's like most of the positions on the park now. And I think that I think the way Ange talks and the the job that he's done since he came in, that the board will back him to do it. That 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 is what we're going to be like all over the park. We we're sta- we're sitting here now, right, and we're talking about. Uh, two centre well a centre half partnership where we can have um, Carter Vickers and Jens or it's always going to be Carter Vickers or Carter Vickers and Starfelt right Jens has got injured then we've brought Starfelt on and it's not it's not changed the team drastically years gone by you would have had I don't know try to think back like Bayata. you would have had Virgil van Dijk right and you would have Bayata's yeah. there right I mean, you take Bayata off and you bring on Fucking, I can't even mind. But it's it's <laughs> no that it, it's no that level. It's no that level of depth, right? We, we we I've said it before. We've struggled to get a a proper centre half in since Virgil Van Dyke. But we've we're now sitting with Carter Frickers and we can bring in Jens or Starfield. I think that's healthy, a healthy position, yes. centre half wise for us to be in. We're now talking about this. Kobayashi 
If I said that yeah. right, right, coming in. But also, at the moment, we don't have him, right? So that's not a given. But we have Welsh that can come in, and he can absolutely do a job domestically. <laughs> so right now in the centre half position, we're we're pretty good, and you can't complain. My preference, personally, I would I would lean towards Jens now, and I know Starfelt has built up an amazing partnership with CCV and gave us a league title last season. But for me, the way Celtic put the way Ange wants us to play, I think Jens is more suited. I think he's because purely because over the piece. I mean, because Celtic are going to have most of the ball against most of the teams in our league whether it be home or away and I think if we're going to have most of the ball then we need guys that can play with the ball the best for me that's Jens yeah games like I don't know Ross County away for instance uh, Ibrox just for examples Starfelt you might want to go with him in games like that because he's physicality but for me over the piece my preference would be Jens. Yeah, I seem to be fair. Jens looks far more comfortable in that, in that type of scenario because he can play that left side of pass without looking mm-hmm. awkward about it. We all know Starfield. He's been a great partner for Carter Figners and when he comes in, he was excellent today. He proved that up against their physical kind of presence. <coughs> Even though he kept falling to the ground, holding his head, rolling about, putting on three different pairs of shoes, getting the shoes ripped, crying about it, looking at the referee. I uh, did my head in that fella top today for mm-hmm. Flemings. But coming to you, Franny, this is interesting, right? I've seen it here, right? Lucky 15 voodoo. I reckon we could save millions by turning the batter into a striker and getting another right winger. We're talking about squad depth, right? And we looked at the centre back position. At the moment, we're pretty well stacked. If Kobayashi comes in, it probably spells the, spells the end for Welsh. But what, what do you think about that coming? Because I can see the logic. We've seen a batter play there, and how he got three goals in his two games and he plays striker. Effectively, you could bring in another potential uh, right winger to go alongside that. Do you think there's any any room for that? Can it switch in positions for him? Well, I understand what you're saying. I scored three goals in about two games and playing that position, but he scored about 100 other goals for right wing. So you're saying you can save millions by putting him as a striker. How much is it costing you to get a right winger that can give you a bad as numbers? Well, I mean, to be fair, lucky foodie, he's just slapped you down there. Bang on. Bang on. Why not just get a striker? Just get a striker that can... I'm not saying that you know score goals. There's no point in... I, I, I appreciate... Abada's no a tricky winger. He's, he's no. He might develop into... And maybe get a wee bit more composure and some tricks and things that way. He'll maybe be more confident beating a guy. But I just... I don't understand why would... The guy's numbers at right wing... Is ridiculous. So why, why try and take away from take away the goals for right wing to then, God knows how long it will take to get him confident to play the striking role. Yes, um, and then how much like I, in on one hand, I maybe they save money because he goes up front and scores goals. But then who, whoever you bring in at right right wing is uh, getting their numbers. Strikers do tend to be more expensive, but I think a winger that's guaranteeing you about twenty odd goal assists a season. Is quite expensive too. Yeah, I just I, 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 do. I, I, I don't think so. I think it's 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 madness to suggest putting them up front and taking the goals away from wide. Surprisingly, Franny, I, I do agree with you. Paul Paul Dad comes in the battle couldn't mm-hmm. travel past the traffic home, but but his ability to uh, exactly. go into the box is worth having him on the park, especially against that circle. Yeah, I, I, I kind of totally agree with you on that on that front. Maybe a first striker, as we talked about before, a European level striker to come in to help kind of boost that level and get a bit more competitive in the European competitions. But Ross, our final game before a month break, I'm, I, just, I I really can't can't even begin to think about it. Like, you can think about these weekends about us playing. Jesus. I know we're playing the Sydney Cup games and that, and that's a bit of a thing to look forward to. Yeah, it's homecoming and things which we talked about last night, but a month break in the season, but it's, it's not great. Like, I... Uh, the way that Celtic team's playing now, I think everybody feels the same. Yeah. Again, we've we've no we've no set the head on fire the last two or three games, but it's just we're on the front foot. It's just the style we play. It's so exciting. We win a game, and I can't wait for the next game to come around. And it was the same last year. We were getting into our stride, 
we were yeah. still behind Rangers. The January break came around, and you were like, oh, missing, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's that thing you look forward to. No, that I don't know, I'm going to speak for MDL, not my life's shite, but that is <laughs> one thing that I, I really look forward to. I'm like, can't I wait for the Celtic game? Oh, I'll come home from a work on Wednesday night and there'll be a game on. Yeah. But now it's, and I know the World Cup's coming on, and like I said last night, once we're in the midst of it, you'll be fine. You'll watch the games, but I just want Celtic to keep going with the momentum. But at the same time, this could be a welcomed break. I know Angela did yesterday to the fact that they've planned for this break. They've known about it for the start of the season. So it's no issue for them. Mm-hmm. But as for me as a fan, Celtic are winning games. They're in a good place. Let's just keep going. But it's, it's, it's no what's going to happen. We've got a World Cup coming. We've got the Sydney Cup. We've only got, I think you said last night, we've got maybe four players going away. It's not yeah, a lot Carter, in terms Carter of... Yeah, Biggers, Boy, Mayada, and Jason So it's not a lot in terms of the squad, right? It's four players, right? So we have got a month now to be on the training pitch, just working together. These guys are not going to... Like, the Scottish players are not going to Scotland. We talked about it last night. Mm-hmm. So... That is going to benefit us. And by the time we come back, we're almost at the January window stage where I quite believe we're going to add again if if we go the same way as we acted last season. We're going to get stronger. And we're, yeah. we're going to be stronger before we sign MD because of the work we're going to do in the... Hopefully, mm-hmm. on the, training, the work we're going to do in the training field. I don't know what's happening at Rangers. I'm no bother, <laughs> but they're, they're in disarray. Sahin's going to like they're either going to have the same manager or they're going to have a new manager in place. Martindale. And they're, <laughs> has, whatever it may not. be, right? Whatever it may be, it's there's not going to be that stability <laughs> that that we have in our club right now. Yeah. And we are in a strong. We're, we're clearing the league, and we've got stability. What did so, you think about? What do you think about Postecoglou's presser today after the game? Because he referenced that about the character side of things and us coming through that kind of sticky pads and winning the games. And he also said <clears> the boys were excellent. I mean, personally, I don't really think the performance was, but I get what he means in terms of attitude, sticking to the game plan. Because we all know at the moment, we've discussed it at the start of the show, there's a lot of factors against us, but it's like he knows it. And I've seen him on the sideline and he had his arms outstretched being like, what, what's going on? It's, it's incredible, but what, what do you think about that? His interview, for me, spoke volumes, right? Because he didn't actually say it, but the 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 word, the language he used, and the way he spoke about the team, about their mentality and all the rest of it. I can't remember the exact words, but it was like it was defiance in his um, the way he spoke. It was like I'm not going to speak about VAR, but I'm going to speak mm-hmm. about the team in a way. That it's a wooden it in the background. Yeah, that's what he done. It was very cute. It was very clever. You can do what you want, sort of thing. But this team are not going to stop. He said that for the start. This team are not going to. There was a wee wobble last week, but I've had a word with them, and their mentality <laughs> yeah. is right. And doesn't matter what you do, you'll try your best. But we yeah. will not be stopped. We will win this league. Because we are by far the best team in Scotland, and we're we're, we're too far ahead of everybody else. That okay, at, at some point I've said that a referee a far decision will cost us three points. Oh yes, it will. But yeah. it'll not be enough to stop us winning the league title because they can't they can't give enough decisions against us in a game where it's. Like so glaring that it would cost us that much because we're too far ahead. We we have too much of the ball. We're too attacking. We make too many chances, and at some point we're going to score in a game. I, I, the last time we didn't score in a game was the the St Mirren game domestically yeah. or in the league. Tell me the tell me a time before that because I can't remember. We score goals, and when you score yeah. goals, you win games. I think there's a. 
before that we, we scored I mean there was a run I can't remember the stat but I'm pretty sure it was like over 30, 30 games or something we scored the goals in and that was our first kind of blank in a, in a year or two so I mean in terms of that you're 100% right when Brian McCabe comes in even though a bit late as I will mention they little picking the ball up twice until <laughs> yeah we've mentioned that but it, it was absolutely incredible scenes I mean you can catch up with the show as well go back to the beginning and you'll hear all about VAR it was an absolute shambles but coming to you friendly do you think in a, in a roundabout way Postacol who's really pushing this to the board to sort this out with the VAR and Ross is right he makes a lot of subtle comments in his in his post-match or pre-match and does really come out and say that but you can kind of get the meaning behind his language I, t- I think we've we've said that countless countless times that Postacol is an intelligent man he knows not to get sucked in he knows not to get headless because obviously he's been asked plenty of times about VAR and um, he just says he doesn't like it he's, he keeps quite Simple sort of answers that Disney lead tenant that maybe leads him down the road that Disney want to be going down. He just says, I didn't like it. It's meant to be all about the fans and it's not about the fans. Disney tries tries to know sort of a question the technology. I think it was after last week's the first time you sort of a sort of a did question it without question when he said, Oh, you only get penalties if it's that's only deemed a penalty and no penalties if it's at Tyne Castle. And then uh, and then obviously the day Again, it's as we subtle things, and I think I know you just touched it yesterday about Celtic approaching the SFA about uh, about the whole VAR things and wanting clarification on certain decisions. And I, you could argue that there's plenty of decisions you could have went back to, like the Hearts one, like the Burnaby one, the the Starfield, even the Starfield tackle against him, and things like that. Saying and the Yakamakis one against Dundee United. Saying why were these these decisions we want to question? But the problem with the ones it's it's as much as you might hate the word it's it's subjective. So mm-hmm. it's it's somebody's opinion going well at the time I felt that was the right decision. It's, <coughs> and I know obviously the offside one it's offside is kind of meant to be black and white. So I think it was intelligent to use that one to say well show us the evidence it being offside. Well no question that it's offside. Show us the evidence that it's offside. And uh, it's and I think like Mark, I was watching the the first night forum. Mark Kearney was bang on saying that I thought I agreed with him saying that it, Celtic have been very intelligent in picking that argument, knowing that it's black and white. That they kind of get the whole subjective sort of a one back, but it's just it's kind of saying to them, look, we're we're watching you. And even yeah. if we agree with that, it's offside. Like they've not necessarily agreed that Jot is offside, but we're going even if we agree, it's offside prove that it's offside, shows your system works, prove that it's offside, and I think it's just showing them they're not going to get away with stupid wee, stupid wee <coughs> so I think Postal has been intelligent, I think the board are also being intelligent in what ones they're using to question VAR. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, like, Ross, you said it last night, they picked the shitty, the shitty thing to question and give them... I like... do think that, I, I totally agree with that, they did, but offside's black and white, it's, you're either offside or you're not, whereas... Fouls and things like that are, are questionable. It's I bet it was the camera angle we got. I know, but yeah. that's what I mean. That's what Celtic's question going. Well, I think that's what Celtic have been telling going. Well, why is your, why is the system that we're paying for? No, you, no, the SFA we're paying for. Why is that not working? Tell us why. I've why I've, you... I've I've still yet to see clarity if he was offside. I, and I think I, I think I, that's I, what I've got a big no problem. I've not got a big problem with it because we won the game anyway and. Like if they're really, if yeah, they're using it, we've not seen them. We've not seen them using the technology. That's the issue. If the and technology works the same way as we've seen in England and wherever else it's been used, then that's fine. But they can't. They can't. It's no fair for the paying fan. I don't call myself on this because I'm I wasn't at the game. It's no fair for the paying fan or even guys. In fact, even guys that watch the telly to be given an angle like it was given and then it just be basically like brushed aside. Like yeah. we knew they were going to do that, but it's no fair. It's no fair in anybody. It's it's not I can't think of the word, but that that sort of level playing field that we're talking about. Uh, it's it's not that because it, I don't know if anybody inside Celtic has had the clarification better than what the fans have. But for me if if I'm playing a game against anybody and I see something unfair, I'm going to challenge it. 
Mm-hmm. And that was unfair. And I think that's what Celtic have tried to say is saying, oh, well, why were we not showing the evidence? Shows the evidence. That you... And then obviously it came out that the camera right. was, was focused but on why the they know? Why they know are like, like, this one the day, right? Why they know? They might, they might, yeah. Mm-hmm. But for me, they won't, right? But Celtic should come out, the Mora, for instance, and say, right, that penalty was given against Matt O'Reilly. I want to know why we didn't get a penalty at Tynecastle. And I want mm-hmm. to know why you didn't go to the. I can't mind if they went too far the day, did they? Nah, nah, we've been near that, Ross. We've been near right. that, we've been there. But I want to know why. I want an explanation as to why the one at Tyne Castle, the guy was standing clearly inside the box with his hands at his side mm. and he turns. I'm not saying it was deliberate, but why is that a penalty? And Matt O'Reilly is debatably inside the box, and it comes up off his own, like his teammate, and hits him in the hand with his hands at his side. Why is that a definite penalty without looking at the monitor? And that is not a penalty at all without looking at the monitor. Yeah. I want to know why. That's if I'm Celtic, back. that's what I'm doing. But Celtic won't do that. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to the whole um, consistency side of things. Yeah. Which is an absolute shambles. And I mean, there has been a lot of talk today back to the day. like an eight point letter after a, a referee got yeah. beat and the Fucking referee was not automatic. Nine point letter, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, instead of living on the land of questions, let's live in the land of certainties at the moment. Nine points clear. We're looking down on them. End of this break, sitting pretty at the top of the table. As I said previously, that ladder is to help them in the next part of this season to see if they can climb any further to Katz's. But I mean, well, I think we're all pretty confident, guys. This is our first ever post-match reaction live. We're going to aim to do this once a month. And I know it doesn't sound much, but there's a lot of schedule. People have families, personal lives, and jobs. So once a month of us and the Sales podcast, giving it all about VAR referees. And hopefully that doesn't take up too much of the shows in the coming future and it gets sorted out. But we probably can't see that happening as of Rannis. But have you enjoyed this one? Superb. Probably, Loved mate. it, mate. Probably. Yeah. I'm glad. I, I'm really pleased to see a lot of the regulars in the uh, comments because it's not easy to. I know myself. Like if if I'm on the podcast, I'm obviously there. If I'm not on the podcast, it's not easy for me to watch it live as much as I would like to because you've got other commitments. These guys, I don't know anything about their personal life, but they're they're, they're there and they're always there, and I love everything. Hundred percent. And Michael McDonald <laughs> is right, asking the buttons. most important. The most important question, what is the NSL's plan for the next few weeks? Well, as we know, this stupid World Cup is taking over at the moment for a month. We'll be going back into the rewind side of things. We've got one organised for Monday with Anthony, a Champions League rewind. I think it's 06, 07. I believe it's, it's one of them years anyway. We'll be looking back at the teams we played and all that type of stuff. And then going into it, we bit deeper, the worst of Evan, the best of Evan, and maybe an Anse Postacoglu versus Brendan Rodgers team to see what we think would be the outcome but yeah we've got a lot of things planned we're looking forward to it and we'll, we'll be on our usual stats regardless anyway Monday and a Friday live at 8pm on YouTube but until Monday for the end of the sales rewind with Anthony Dunn stay well and keep safe Hail hail. <laughs>